I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Can't face those Twitter notifications? Forgot to watch anything but Netflix? Dreading the video conference small talk at nine? You need a news vitamin, you know. You need the Smart 7. It's a brand new daily podcast that puts your brain into gear. Everything you need to know in less than seven minutes. You need the smarts? Hey, we got the smarts. The Smart 7, every weekday at 7 a.m. Available right now on Spotify and all the usual places. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello, I'm John Holmes. It's the The One Show Show, the podcast that recommends pouring bleach into your eyes. It won't help you medically, but it will stop you from having to watch The One Show. I am John Holmes, and this is part two of this week's edition. And joining me to put a hole in the BBC's flagship magazine programme this week, Mark Haynes and Alastair Beckett-King. There was a very odd juxtaposition going on with this Sam Smith song. Now, is Sam Smith the, the one who isn't a man or a woman is that sam smith i think sam smith is non-binary but I, I, that was the first time i had seen them i can't remember what we're supposed to say i, I think they and them they and them thank you John, I mean, you know you're you're supposed to say nothing <laughs> <laughs> you we've been through this i'm a, i'm afraid i'm about to so uh, they they sam smith is singing a song in lockdown and they've had a little sad film like you said about uh, an old man called Bryn who's 94 but he's uh, all the school kids that normally come Come to visit him in the care home. Can't anymore. That's a highlight of his week. So there's a little film about that. It, then it, the, so the horrible thing in the voiceover is it, it begins by saying that Bryn is oxygen dependent. Uh, wouldn't that be awful? <laughs> Imagine that. So I, he did seem like a very nice man. So I apologise for that joke. <laughs> never apologise, never explain. Um, I'm about to give you a lesson in that. Now, so... <laughs> so oh, God. Please zoom go down. Please zoom go down. <laughs> So, so there's then a film about an, an autistic little boy, and then Sam Smith is in they house, okay, s- singing. He sounded like <laughs> Alex Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Smith is in the house, <laughs> and he's doing a song over footage of this tiny autistic child and an old oxygen dependent man, right? <laughs> and and the lines he's singing are over the boy and the man. Mm. Okay, he's singing. I want to lay by your side. I lay by your side. Next to you. Next to you. Because <laughs> it was a song about being on your own. 
But it was inappropriate. And to be honest, it made me think that they, she, him is a pervert. No, I, I didn't find that nearly as uncomfortable as just the pre-lockdown footage of, of Bryn sitting right next to a child. They chose a bit where he was stuffing a used handkerchief into a pocket while sitting next to a child. So you can't watch that. You can't put that on television now. No, if you just tuned in, not knowing that that was a clip from Children in Need last year, you'd have been livid, wouldn't you? Tackle oh. that man to the ground. I just, I, I, the, the problem with this, it really is, is that this is like, like having to supply entertainment at Awake. There's this horrible thing in the background. Everything has to be absolutely... I just, you can't have any fun with it. And that's really no. difficult. The Sam Smith thing is a perfect example of, I don't know, Big Night In, and it's a sad song being sung over emotional footage. Yeah. I don't know, it just it doesn't seem like the right call. Well, as if to emphasise that you can't have fun doing this, they had David Walliams on. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and it, they were giving away prizes, which also is a, an odd BBC oh, thing these there days. Was, there was a mad bit that was really local TV and really tawdry, where they, they were giving away a Morgan, the car. Time now for another amazing Money Can't Buy prize. Here's an unbelievable prize for all you car enthusiasts out there. The amazing team at the Morgan Motor Company are giving away one of their brand new Plus Fours worth over a whopping £60,000 to one incredibly lucky winner. Not only that, you'll be able to customise the car to create your own bespoke timeless sports car. You'll get the chance to work with the team's design experts online. Then, once things get back to normal, we'll send you to their factory in Malvern, where you'll get to see your car launched into production, making this a prize not to be missed. Plus, Morgan will also cover UK registration, two-year servicing and pay towards your insurance. If you want the chance to win this prize and have the opportunity to donate £10 to help others through this tough time, then all you have to do is text the word CAR to 81155. Sound good? Well, if you want a chance to win, here's the important bit. Once we receive confirmation of your entry, a one-off voluntary donation of £10 will be made to the Big Night Inn. You can opt out of the donation by replying cancel to your entry confirmation text within 60 minutes. Entry texts will be charged at your standard network message rate. You need to be 18 or over and have the bill payers' permission to enter. The prize draw will close for entries at 2pm on Thursday the 30th of April 2020. Please do not enter after this time as your entry will not count, but you will still be charged. For full terms and conditions, visit bbc.co.uk slash bignightin. Good luck and stay safe. And yeah. I, I think in the interest of fairness, because this has had a lot of being pushed on the BBC, I wouldn't sit in a Morgan if you paid me because they are for shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my balance for it but they they would continually say uh, Paddy McGuinness other terrible there. cars are available <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Paddy McGuinness would be there saying and don't forget if you want to enter that raffle to win the marvellous Morgan a horribly sort of un-BBC thing to do I didn't like it at yeah. all but yeah. David Williams offers the, t- the opportunity for you to get your name in his next book at the moment the whole country seems like a bizarre place so I wanted to do something to take your mind off things for a while. I'm currently writing my new children's book and I want to offer one lucky winner the chance to have their name or a name of their choice featured in it. Yeah. Weirdly, sort of sincere middle-aged David Walliams is like a character David Walliams would have played <laughs> when he was 20. <laughs> and it's very true. hard to not expect him to suddenly shift into a sinister dimension. Yeah. The, yeah. There's so many rules about the competition. All you have to do is text the word book to 811 double five and here's the official bit 
Once we receive confirmation of your entry, a one-off voluntary donation of £10 will be made to the Big Night Inn. You can opt out of the donation by replying cancel to your entry confirmation text within 60 minutes. Entry text will be charged at your standard network message rate. You must be 18 or over and have the bill payer's permission to enter. The prize draw will close for entries at 2pm on Thursday the 30th of April 2020. Please do not enter after this time as your entry will not count but you will still be charged. The winner will be randomly selected and notified by phone on the 1st of May 2020. For full terms and conditions visit bbc.co.uk slash bignightin. Good luck. It's like a whole page of text on the screen. Like It's like the iTunes terms and conditions just to be able to talk to David Williams. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I've tried to talk to David Williams and it is a little bit like that. If I'm honest. Um, <laughs> I like also, the fact it's... that Williams, by giving away the thing about you could be in my book, that's another character name he doesn't have to come up with. He's the laziest <laughs> yeah, yeah. writer in the world. Well, what's good about this? Then, if you've got any you ideas for plots or like <laughs> twists. <laughs> well, it's good. I think it's good that somebody who's had nothing to do with David Williams's book previously can get their name into David Williams's book, much like David Williams. <laughs> <laughs> right, they actually they all they came together at, right at the end, and there was a thing called Very Little Britain where Luke. Lucas and Williams reunited over sort of split screen to do a load of Little Britain sketches. Well, and... Nothing to do with COVID. They just cannot be in the same room no. now. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? I think it was uh, as funny a Little Britain section as I've seen in a long time. Hello, darlings. You know, a lot of people are complaining about lockdown, but I've managed to get myself locked down with one of the most handsome and, dare I say, eligible men in Britain. That's right, Philip Schofield. I can't wait to get my hands on him. Champagne! Champagne for everyone! It was really homemade. It was like a weird Edinburgh festival parody of what Little Britain was, where they were wearing, like, pasta for hair as the characters. (laughs) They, they kept on saying, they, they'd say it's coming up later and it is very rude. And it, was, it wasn't it was rude, it was just incredibly offensive. So, <laughs> sort of, I'm going to have to go and watch this now. It, it was like a really strange, nasty Edinburgh show, which of course, I, I mean, Lucas and Williams, long before Little Britain was on the horizon, their Edinburgh shows, Matt Lucas's Edinburgh shows were fantastic. They were strange and, and mean and hilarious. And it was, it felt a bit like that. You sort of saw why they were so great. The bits that really made me laugh, they did the I'm a lady sketch, which is the two Victorian men dressed as women. And it just had Matt Lucas going, I'm a lady. I'm a lady. I am also a lady, but I'm not sure we should be doing this sketch anymore. (laughs) Sam Smith would not approve of this, would he? Would they? Would they? (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Little Britain has become self-aware. It was just, I I I really enjoyed it. It was... uh, it was funny. The irony is that actual Britain has become even less politically correct since Little <laughs> Britain It, it, it still ended with that sketch where the woman vomits when she finds out the cake that she's been given to was left by a Mrs Gupta. <laughs> Delightful. Someone left a cake on our doorstep. Delicious. Yes, that was that very nice Mrs Gupta. Hmm. 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 <laughs> They didn't <laughs> apologise for that at all. They just had the vote. Oh. And I, I really liked it. It was more like Vic and Bob than, than Little Britain. And I that bet made the, it much better. I bet the people of Runcorn were cheering at that sketch. I, bet they were <laughs> it. I don't even like to hear the name. <laughs> <laughs> it's neither use nor ornament. You. 
Yeah, well, use or ornament is also a good double hack name. <laughs> the odd thing about these homemade sketches and the Miranda one as well is that you oh, yeah. sort of realise that because they they're quite poorly put together in most cases, and I don't you know everyone's making an effort. I don't I don't blame them. Good good on Miranda, but it makes you realise that the main difference between you and a celebrity is they have a much nicer house. It's it's <laughs> it's not their ability to produce high quality content in a difficult circumstances. I think what was good about Miranda is when she came along, there was finally someone doing some content because this this yeah. this whole thing was a really presenter heavy show. And I, I, having watched three hours of it, right, I would say two thirds of it is just people in the studio sort of going, "Aren't we having fun? Isn't this great?" So many great people. Thanks, David. Thanks, Matt. Oh, Lauren Pope, we have missed you. Absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much to the wonderful Catherine and David Genius. Now, the big theme tonight has been about tough situations getting tougher. And it was just empty. It was just presenting, but no content. I think over the three hours, there was a maximum of 35, 40 minutes of actual content. And the rest of it was just people filling up the time by just saying, you've all been so incredible. You've been so incredible. But we need you to be incredible for a bit longer. (laughs) Now, and Davina getting emotional and everyone going, thank fuck, there's something to talk about for another 30 seconds. It's just such a wonderful way to show Mm. your respect, isn't it? You feel the love even through the through the TV screen. But it is time now for myself and Davina to say goodbye. I just want to say to have been part of this night of togetherness mm-hmm. has been incredibly special. So thank you so much and thank you for your company. Yeah, massive thank you from me to... Sorry, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> um, from the, the bottom uh, of my heart and um, please keep donating anything you can spare, however big or small. It just doesn't matter. Thank you. Thank you for hosting this part of the show with me as well. Like a granddad doing his first Skype call, I have no idea how to say goodbye. <laughs> so I'm just going to say stay safe and thank you once again. You too, Lenny. Thank you, Love man. you. Cheers, man. Now, don't go anywhere. Not that you can. There was an odd bit where they... Because you're right, they were, they were trying to judge up the content and there was a bit where Matt introduced... He said, well, now we've got uh, uh, Hollywood stars. And, it, and I thought, OK. And, and then it, it cut to... I thought they'd got a montage of Hollywood stars that was just saying, so, big night in or whatever. So low it was, rent. It was just clips from films of people saying, we've got a plan, I've got a plan. Do you have a plan? So our aim tonight is to do what we can whilst hopefully keeping you entertained. And we have got a lot of people to help us out this evening, including some big Hollywood stars with a plan. Hey, we've got a problem here. So, what's the plan? What's your plan? What's the plan? What's your plan? What's the plan? So, what is the plan? I have a plan. Just famous clips from all sorts of movies. And then all he did, it was leading to the government advice about how to wash your hands. It was like white on black. It was like, the whole thing was like, it was like an alien intelligence's almost imperceptibly wrong impression of what television's like. Everyone was just standing a little bit too far apart. Everything just took a little bit too long to happen. It was just something you'd see at the start of a sinister sci-fi film where it's just odd. Yeah. But we are all in it together, Davina said. And I said, yes, tell that to Chris Packham in his woodland. <laughs> yeah. The other thing that I, I really noticed about this is Miranda, they had clips from her sitcom. And I watched them. And at the time, I, you know, I didn't really watch Miranda going out. And I watched it and I thought, Jesus Christ, it's been a long time since I've seen anything that looks fun on TV. <laughs> and watching Miranda, I was like almost like crying 
with longing to see a sitcom that was actually trying to be funny. I think Miranda doesn't get enough credit, but essentially what it is, is it's Fleabag, if Fleabag had actually been a comedy. Yes, I, I, I call Fleabag sweary Miranda. If Miranda had not made a sitcom, but had made a play with some sex bits, then that's Fleabag. Yeah, it is. I'm not, so here, I'm not, I'm not here to bury right. Fleabag, but I am here to praise Miranda. I liked, I, I liked Miranda when it was on the radio, when it was uh, Miranda Hart's joke shop. Oh, yes. yes. Well, I only liked Fleabag <laughs> when it was running uh, the Soho <laughs> Theatre. <laughs> How can you accuse me of being pretentious when I just said I like Miranda? <laughs> uh, there was a very odd bit from Lenny Henry as well, where he, and it, yeah, I agree with you. Overall, he's a pretty good presenter. Um, and he's been doing this sort of thing for years. So he, yeah. Knows how to do it. I think he was suffering because there was no studio audience. I got an impression, yeah. you know, he's trying to deliver the stuff that he knows he's big and Lenny will make you laugh, but there was no one really. Uh, there was one bit where, like, that, a, yeah. like, a, like the floor manager laughed, like one person, he got a laugh from one person and it was a genuine laugh. And there was just a moment of, oh, that was what we used to do. He did say at one point during the how you get in touch and how you donate, he did, they talked about texting and phoning, and then he did say, uh, if texting or phoning isn't your jam, boy, like that. <laughs> And then did a sort of move. And I just sort of went, Lenny, you're nearly 60. I mean, you know, that's not, you know, there was no irony there. You were just trying to fit in. It was like your granddad having a go. Obviously, because of the crisis, we haven't got volunteers taking your calls like we usually would. However, we do have our automated phone lines ready to take your donations this evening. Or if texting and phoning isn't your jam, boy, head over to bbc.co.uk slash bignightin to donate whatever you can online. Full of uh, moments where I, uh, uh, sadness, uh, uh, not the bits that you were supposed to make you feel sad. Like at, at, the, at the very start of, of, um, of Friday's show, they, they showed it. The image of a Zoom Hindu, which I've never oh, seen yeah. a more horrific. It was like looking into a beehive of horror. Because <laughs> I, I'm a stand-up comedian, uh, you know, and uh, so is Guilty. So, like, the Hindu is the natural predator of the stand-up comedian. They can, <laughs> they can destroy a stand-up comedian. And in this world where comedians are having to try and make things happen on Zoom and, and Skype and all the rest of it and Twitch, to realise that the Hindus are adapting too. <laughs> like, they've mutated... And they're going to follow us wherever we go. It's like John Carpenter's The Thing. Um, And to Daniel Fryer. Now, here he is, finishing up a bumper eight-hour Zoom Hendu. That is a lot of Prosecco. Whoa, they are looking way too fresh at the end of that. Eight eh? hours, wow. It's terrifying. That was was actually one of those bits that I loved was the opening of that show, actually, just to ride a bit, Alistair. But they have the the hen party that happens, and Alex sort of says, oh, you've got an eight-hour Hendu there on Zoom. (laughs) Zoom, she said there. So that's, that's a lot of Prosecco. And you could see in her eyes, she was a little bit envious. Just the word <laughs> yeah, Prosecco. Yeah, yeah. Prosecco. <laughs> Tipped her up. Yeah, you could see her, yeah, licking it. And that's why she then fucked up the email address. She looked bored shitless yeah. in this in this yeah, show. Yeah. She When it opened, she was literally sort of like slumped on the sofa. Yeah. Like, you know, I cannot be bothered to keep doing this. But then, yeah, she she got it completely wrong. Yeah, it was the, there was the Twitter. It was like, you know when we get the, the actual one show's tweets for, yeah. uh, aimed at us because they think we're the one show on Twitter? She more or less gave out our Twitter feed <laughs> <laughs> Send us a photo to our social or email, the BBC. No, that's not it. The one show at bbc.com.uk. I should know that by now. <laughs> Again, I, I mean, I, I do like the way Alex Jones doesn't seem to realise she's actually on television and this is going out. She, she yeah. acts in the same way as if you <laughs> would do it. Maybe they say to yeah. her, no, it's just the rehearsal. That, that's sort of like she won't, she won't get nervous. 
And then at the yeah. end, she goes, oh, you're doing the live one now. And they go, do you know what? I still don't think you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she did goes. it again with the pictures. So they asked people to send their pictures of something as usual, didn't mm. they? And then, But she held up, they got loads printed out in the red frames that now, because they're, I don't know, they're mic'd differently. To mm. usual, because now the clanking of these picture frames banging together is really annoyingly loud. This is Becca. Uh, this is Becca wants to give a shout out to her college friends. This is them at their Leavers prom in 2017. <laughs> and she she held one up and said, oh, no, not that. One. Put it back down. And then realised she'd insulted the people who'd sent it in and tried to apologise, all while the clock's ticking and they've got to get out of the show. It was like just another shambles. Oh, very nice. And we've got one here as well. Uh, no, not that one, sorry. Would you like that one if you saw that, Corin? That's you. Lovely. Uh, this is Arthur, who keeps in touch with his friend Freddie by having Zoom crafts. I feel terrible now. They mentioned on the um, Big Night In, they were saying, um, we are making this with you know a, a much smaller crew than we normally would do on uh, any show we do. And I thought, well, I mean, this is working, isn't it? So, yeah. I mean, maybe, <laughs> maybe we don't yeah. need all those people hanging yeah. around. I'd like it if we got rid of, and I don't want people to get out of work, but I would like it if we just said no more, no more hairdressers on set. Yeah. That is, that is something that dictators have. They have their own hairdressers hanging around. No more hairdressers. Matt, Matt's wife cut his hair. It, it, it looked absolutely fine. Great. We're yeah. never going back. They've got professional sheep shearing equipment. <laughs> <laughs> If you're a fan of all things geeky, you're going to love Concessions, a brand new podcast by comedian Matt Hunton and myself, Beck Hill, where we interview your favourite cult heroes at Comic-Cons all across the world. We've got stars from Star Wars, Harry Potter, The Walking Dead and more. Make sure you tune in soon to Concessions. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. 
Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Did you actually watch this as far as 8pm, which is when the uh, clap for the carers happened? Yes, I did, because I they, they were teasing ahead to uh, a big star coming on yeah. in order to um, introduce this clap, and it turned out to be Prince William. Yes, oh. that's right. Yeah. Oh, I missed that. A big star. Part of, <laughs> <laughs> he's actually part of the ruling house of Great Britain. I don't call him a star. I think it's a... Uh, <laughs> You know what I'd call him. I'm uh, I'm uh, absolutely a hundred percent behind the abolition of the monarchy. But um, <laughs> they, they did a Lord Melchett sort of Blackadder sketch oh, with Prince William. How are you, Melchie? Have you been self-isolating? Yes, I'm here with my old friend Lord Blackadder. Our grandfathers fought together constantly. I'm told. Just the two of you. Well, no. Uh, he brought along a curious little fellow called Baldrick, who smells of turnips. And the, the one thing I loved about this was they uh, they both did a Zoom joke at the start as well. So even Prince William having to do a Zoom joke straight after Stephen Fry's just done a Zoom joke. It couldn't be more 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm here, Melchard. Oh, Your Royal Highness. Very good to see you, sir. <sighs> Come on, even five-year-olds have mastered Zoom. Sorry about that. Complicated stuff, Zoom. Isn't it? But they, um, they, they were essentially going, this is Blackadder. And so you had the descendant of Melchit, who was Stephen Fry, who was now sort of working as a royal PR equerry. But that basically hinted that Prince William is the direct descendant, which in real life he is, of Hugh Laurie's character in Blackadder <laughs> Third, who is the really stupid one. <laughs> they have him having a line where Prince William sort of says... Um, yeah, you know, it, it's hell without EastEnders. By the way, have you seen anything good on TV? It's hell without EastEnders, isn't it? I hate those jokes because it's the sort of thing that posh people think scum do. Oh, they watch EastEnders, don't they? What would be yeah. funnier than yeah. Prince William doing something that the scum do? The was another good example, though, of Prince William? Because we, we saw something not that long ago where he was trying to do some acting with Ed Sheeran, didn't we? Oh, yes. And, and oh, now oh, oh, it's Prince William. Prince William's acting. He can't do it. So stop making him do these little comedy sketches. He's obviously game for it. He's obviously, he's obviously there to help the charity. It's that slight thing of tell, telly people making him do stuff that has to be out of character and, and surprising. And it's all a bit deferential and mad I just and then it went into the clap for the carer so the the thing basically ended with them coming out of their house which very close up on the door um, yeah. not, not identifying it don't want to make people envious just a normal door and <laughs> out they came and they all started applauding and that was kind of sweet and then it cut to show the nurses without enough PPE all yeah. working and clapping What a way to start the big night in Clap for Carers. The one thing I thought about it was they built for this 8pm thing and it showed all around the country and I loved it. I thought it was great. Who doesn't? It's, it's like the Olympic ceremony over again. This yeah. is what Britain has got out of the coronavirus is we've got a sense of identity that isn't just 
half of us are cunts and half of us voted Remain. Right? <laughs> so, it's basically... Tell us what you think, Mark. Tell uh, us what you think. I'm going to. Look, you know, I, I have a feeling that a lot of people who would complain about my political views who listen to this podcast, I think they're of a certain age bracket, which it's 50-50 whether they're going to see next week. So <laughs> I'm not worried about the complaints. By the time I respond, it will just be flopping on the, the mat of an empty, deserted house uh, that is currently going to probate um <laughs> but I, I did look at it and i do sort of go this is this is my socialist dream cutting around the country and everyone does a one minute enforced clap on a wednesday yeah. to celebrate the people who actually matter and I, I i just i just loved it yes it's 8 p.m and we are live at locations all across the uk so wherever you are please put your hands together grab your pots and pans and let's make this the loudest and proudest clap for our carers yet Woo! I did think, who the fuck is sitting in when it's going on and watching it on television? <laughs> you, you're supposed to be out doing it. So yeah. if you've seen this celebration of it, and let me make it clear, I watched it on catch-up. <laughs> if you've seen <laughs> this celebration of it, it, it's a reminder that you are not welcome in the new socialist <laughs> utopia. If you saw this going out live, right, that is a test and you have failed it. I like the way you... Even if you really liked it. I appreciate you uh, pointing out you watched it on catch-up to avoid the uh, Miss Miss Sarah had her eyes open during prayers moment. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, look, all I think is like the Olympics ceremony, what we've seen is the NHS... If it ran for power now, <laughs> I think it would get in on the wave of public sentiment. And what I want the NHS to do is I want the NHS to become Prime Minister and then I want it to sell off the Tory party piece by piece and see how they like it. Right? <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, those NHS bits I could watch all day and I actually think that that week's NHS thing should basically play every hour on the BBC and I'm glad the one show is doing it. I think that's because there's a lot of... It's a mixture of incredible underlying drama like the actual situation is very dramatic but the actual content is it's incredibly boring and the seriousness of it keeps sort of slipping out in the way they're saying overly dramatic phrases kept creeping into what they were talking about like they were talking about families um cut, cutting people's hairs uh, and um mm. cutting people's hairs hair <laughs> we don't normally pluralize in the english language i mean honestly you're not wrong <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm a hair truther. There's more than one. It's not one massive keratin column coming out your head. Uh, like Matt Baker um, said something like, um, and you know, people have taken matters into their own hands. And if you know, that is the phrase for vigilante justice, not a uh, home yeah. hair. <laughs> My favourite line of the whole Big Night In thing happened in about hour two and a half, <laughs> by which point you won't even know who... You, you had no idea they are presenting. It was Paddy McGuinness with a bleach blonde hairdo, oh. uh, Zoe Ball, and uh, still with Lenny. Zoe some up the, the mood of the nation by saying we're all frustrated with staying in she said from a fucking bbc studio <laughs> that wasn't her house evening everybody at home i know i know we're all a little bit like frustrated with staying in all the time especially with this lovely weather paddy mcginnis did the best line of the entire night so he had his bleach blonde hair and they went oh that's quite a look paddy 34 days i've been in isolation I didn't even know what Zoom were before all this. Look at the earth. <laughs> oh my god, you've got full Blade Runner. I'm blaming 5G lads. 5G's fault. <laughs> and it was 
it was a proper funny line. I know this is part of Comic Relief, and we've talked about this when the last Comic Relief happened, that Comic Relief now is just getting a couple of comics on to do something that isn't particularly funny, uh, where they go, I mean, Richard Curtis rang again, I've got to block his number, and it's all matey and annoying. And that was a proper funny line. I think that's that might be McGuinness's first joke. I tell you what, <laughs> it was the first joke in, in three and a half hours of this because, of course, everyone's a bit nervous to joke because this yeah. is the times where television has to never quite be having fun because actually things are very serious. And I think that's, in many ways, the same with this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Lucas did his um, baked potato with the BBC Symphony Orchestra. Keep your distance, make some space. Thank you, baked potato. Remember not to touch your face. Thank you, baked potato. And if you want to have a better day, you must listen to what the baked potato say. And there was a moment of watching it where I did sort of think, this, this country is like France was in the 80s. Where if you if you if you were from another country and you saw what we were watching on our main TV, there's a bald man in a dinner jacket <laughs> sitting in front of an animated baked potato, and they're talking about public sanitation and healthcare, <laughs> and the, the person would go, "Is this is this stuff big?" And you'd go, "Big, it's at number one." <laughs> <laughs> It was a bit where there was a, a YouTuber was going to have her hair cut by what I assume is another YouTuber. I don't know them, but they were just two very attractive Joe people. Joe Sugg, the YouTuber, and Diane, his partner, oh. who is a dancer on Strictly Come Dancing. Oh, right. Uh, so he was the YouTuber. Because uh, uh, there's a bit where she says that he's going to cut her very nice hair... Uh, mm. But she's actually a trained hairdresser. And the phrase she used yes. is another one of those dramatic phrases. She said, the tables have turned. And it, <laughs> yes. You know, like the first shall be last and the last shall be first. Duncan's horses ate each other. And a, a hairdresser had her hair cut by someone who actually wasn't a hairdresser. You might recognise the members of this next household. It is YouTuber Joe Sugg and Strictly's Diane Baswell. Yay! Oh, no. Doing a fine pasador, So, Joe, you're not the one having your hair cut then. This is no, something else. No. What? You're not going to let him anywhere near your hair? Your hair is like the most beautiful hair ever. Well, I know, and I'm actually a professional hairdresser, so you would think <laughs> I would be cutting Joe's hair, but no, the tables have turned and Joe is going to be cutting my hair tonight. Yeah. Do you know what's funny about that as well is I have a feeling that Joe Sugg is probably a bigger star and they could have gone viral if he'd have ended up with a terrible haircut. So they must have said originally, Diane, you could cut Joe's hair. And she would have gone, yeah, sure, that's OK. I actually trained as a hairdresser. And they'd have gone, ah, OK, can we swap it round? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a real shitty trick. There was one bit as well which you would have loved right at the end, which is comedians basically telling jokes. I mean, it's a hard thing to set stand-ups a lot of the time, is that you say what we want you to do is write and then perform an actual joke. Um, which which was difficult for some of the people that they talked to on this. It went better for some people than others. I mean, special credit to Russell Kane, who did a piece that I presume is from his bigger show. And he said, basically, if I break his joke down, he said there are two types of people. The people who do Joe Wicks exercise, and then there's the people who went on a Buddhist retreat when they were 17. And I thought, I think there's quite a lot of setup that's needed before that. I felt like I was neither of them. (laughs) There are two types of people on lockdown, and we're living with each other. There's my team, the meerkats, with springs attached to our bodies, bouncing up and down, doing the Joe Wicks workout every day, running up and down the stairs, doing four loads of washing, planning, tidying, organising. 
And then there's the other group, the people we live with. Laid back, did Buddhism when they were 17. Don't let things stress you. Here's a sock to mess up your day. Your sock dropping, didn't pick up butter from the shop, dirty toilet idiots. <laughs> the one person who came out and absolutely nailed it as, as, as you know, not a surprise, was Tim Vine. Mm. And Tim Vine had yeah. just three great visual pun gags. He, I've got a photo of my mum on the fridge and then it cut to a photo of his mother sitting on the fridge, that sort of thing. But he went so well on this tiny little bit, which was lost within the whole thing, that he trended on Twitter. Mm. And there's a reminder that when you do something like this in a funny way, comedy is a very cheap way of keeping people entertained and lifting their spirits. And it's the one thing that they didn't quite seem to think was important. I honestly can't understand why they didn't ask us to guest present the whole thing, Mark. It would be the obvious choice. Because, John, we'd have been doing this and then we'd have had to say the following line this is actually obviously something we shouldn't shy away from um the rise in domestic abuse has been (laughs) (laughs) when i was a kid i always hated children in need i always loved comic relief because it was all comedians and i like comedy and i yeah and i felt guilty i've always felt guilty about how much i hate I still now I can't look at Pudsey without anger rising within me. Without wanting to gouge his other eye out. Well, yes, because Comic Relief had comedians doing slightly creaky sketches that hadn't been rehearsed in front of a live audience with not very good sound, and occasionally a boom would come in. And that, I loved that. Yeah. Whereas it was Comic Relief, it was like, oh, it's Noel Edmonds in a bath of beans. Well, you've just wasted beans. Yeah. <laughs> but this one, they were like, oh, no Pudsey. Not even yeah. Pudsey, because he wouldn't have been an essential star. You I know, think Andy but, said he'd been furloughed, as I remember. But <laughs> what they could have said was, he's been yellow furloughed, but nobody <laughs> did! <laughs> <laughs> but they did have a horrible sort of ersatz CGI pudsy with a very odd... It felt like it'd really been whipped up quite quickly. Oh, it had a horrible texture to it, like it was made of, sort of, sort of tarpaulin, sort of yellow tarpaulin. <laughs> it was pudsy. made of Lynn Foldswood's playground material. <laughs> <is what> it... <laughs> I just had great admiration for... The goth teen in when, when they went to one of the families, there was a really goth teen, yeah, with a massive uh, Leia, I think she was called. I can't, I assume it like princess, um, with a, a massive pentagram earring and an LGBT rainbow badge. <laughs> and I just thought, yes, the kids are all right, yeah, I loved that. I, I, I mean, I like the bit where we went from the live clapping for carers very quickly. The first sort of cut out of the hospital was a load of Sikh men drumming in a suburban street while their kids flossed at the side of the car. Come on! And again, I was like, <laughs> this is all the, the images of Britain that I feel make my heart sore. And I, I just, there is a sense of it feeling like the Olympics. If there is one really good thing about coronavirus, before we had corona, we were all racist in each other's throats and the far right was rising and you'd see Nigel Farage on TV all the time. And since then, it's all been replaced by proper fear. And I am so glad it's wiped away all of the stuff that came before. <laughs> so thank you, coronavirus. Yeah, thank you from the The One Show Show. <laughs> this is very much the message that the Big Night in did not want to give across. <laughs> And there we will stop this week's The The One Show show in its tracks and send it home for exercising in the wrong place. If this podcast displays symptoms for more than seven days, do please call 111 and recommend it to whoever answers the phone because we could do with more listeners, please. But while you're remembering to do that, also remember this and remember it well. When you look at the television to look at The One Show, The One Show, still from two metres away, also looks back into you. Goodbye. (laughs) 
Hello you, my name's Tom Price. Hello, I'm Dave Cribb. You should come and join us every day. We do a podcast called Cabin Fever, where we talk to loads of comedians who've had to cancel everything else in their lives, so they come on our podcast instead, don't they, Dave? Yeah, it's an isolation podcast. Uh, it's Dave, were you yawning the at the start of that sentence then? Was it just a little yawn? Yeah, it's basically the Great Big Owl isolation podcast. We'll have people on from all our podcasts, from your Ruler Threes, your Brian and Rogers, your Musicals, your Bitchins. If you like any of our podcasts, if you like any of those people, chances are they'll be logging onto the Zoom call and just chatting, because let's face it, they got nothing else to do. Also, there'll be a quiz on the bill. All right, see you soon. Lots of love. Cabin F-E-A-3709. Oh, 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 that's our Twitter name. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.